can't hand you a business plan, but we can make you business-wise. So sit back and learn to make stacks with the octopus of enterprise. Hi, Diana here, and today you find me at home. After four amazing and incredibly productive days in the office, I decided to give myself a different space to end my week. So I'm here recording this intro in my home office, surrounded by amazing pieces of inspiring artwork and a snoring dog at my feet, which hopefully you can't hear. It's really great to have the flexibility of hybrid working, which leads me nicely onto today's episode, which is all about balance, another way to better your business. So enough of just me and the snoring dog. Let's get into my conversation with Ogay. So today we're going to be exploring another one of the endless and ever so wonderful ways we can better our business. Balance. And who better to discuss this with than Ogay Okotsieme, executive and life coach. Welcome Ogay. Welcome to the Octopus of Enterprise. How are you doing today? I'm good. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited for this conversation. As am I, especially because you've got a really fantastic program that you're putting together that we're going to be hosting here at NTU Enterprise in the new year, which I'm really excited for. We'll get all around to chatting about that in just a minute. But before we do, I've mentioned in past episodes this wonderful book that I've got. It's a question a day, which was a secret Santa present gifted to me by producer Henry. Um, Obviously, secret's out now. And there's five years of this to to fill in. And sometimes I like to pick one out for the podcast and see if a guest would like to entertain the question a day. Um, So there's two options here. My favourites in the last couple of weeks have been a new word that you've discovered or a word that you overuse. So for me, a word that I rediscovered was kerning, which is when you're talking about letters and the positioning of letters, kerning is the distance between the the letters, which um, typographers will all know about. And the word I overuse, I always laugh about this because sometimes in the podcast I do this, I go, anyway, so that's my Mm -hmm. two. Yeah. Oh, my God. I haven't discovered any new words, but I can tell you straight away what I overuse, okay. especially when I'm writing is so. Ah, OK. <laughs> and I can tell you my favourite word. Oh, go on. Do that. That would be lovely. Juxtaposition. Oh, I juxtaposition. Love... <laughs> I find it so sexy. <laughs> and the way juxtaposition juxtapositions itself. I'm, I'm liking that. Uh, when we were mm-hmm. discussing it earlier, producer Henry was talking about bringing back cacophony as Ooh. a word. Quite like that too. Okay. Anyway, oh. to use my overused word, <laughs> the reason we're here today is to talk about the programme that you're going to be running in partnership with the deck. So what I'd love from you now, okay, is just a little bit of an overview of what kind of topics we're talking about. So the idea for the programme has come about post-pandemic. A lot of the small to medium businesses we were speaking to and working with are having a lot of these issues around well-being you know like well-being is like the big buzz topic it's not just a buzz topic 
it's real issues coming out that have come yeah. out of the pandemic. So some of the things that we're going to be looking at, which I'm really excited about, is how to create culture to start off with, because culture is the basis of anything you create. Yeah. If you put culture and strategy together, culture will trump strategy anytime. And you could put all the well-being initiatives you like into anything you like. And if you don't have that structure of the right culture, so if you have a toxic culture, for example, it's just not going to work. People are going to pay attention. So the basis of that is to look at culture, how to create culture. We're going to look at things like how to develop your team in the context of well-being. So we're going to look at things like conflict resolution, for example. And then we are going to look at how you actually map out and create a strategy for your team, your organization or your business, but one that actually works based on you. So that's an overview of what that's going to be like. Brilliant. And I said earlier, today's episode is all about balance. And yeah. I must say, one of the things I loved when looking at mm -hmm. the outline of your program is that it's exactly that. It's balanced. You know, it takes you through things, promotes the idea of taking time to one review what's going on yes. already. And then find that balance in all aspects of the business, you know, recognising the business is actually about people. Exactly. And, and that's what I love. And you touched on their conflict. And that was the thing that I picked out that resonated mm -hmm. with me because I've been listening to Squiggly Careers podcast and they were talking recently about um, Lencioni's model, dysfunctions of a team, which mm -hmm. is a pyramid based thing. And at the base of that pyramid is about how trust is really important. Yes. And then, you know, fear of conflict and that artificial harmony, as in like everybody supposedly agreeing is sometimes the way teams behave because they are afraid of conflict. And as a person, I don't really like conflict, but I love the fact that you talk in the programme outline for that week on conflict about turning differences into dialogues. So I'm interested in digging into yeah. that week a little bit more, if that's OK. Mm -hmm. Again, the basis for this is what you mentioned, is that trust is creating safety within your team, making sure that people feel safe to speak up. And when you create a culture that's trusting, then differences become something that we actually value because difference brings harmony, difference brings balance. Because we don't want just one point of view, for example, on something. We want different points of views. It's also being okay to disagree. This yeah. is something that doesn't happen a lot in business. It's like, oh, we all have to agree and we all have to toe the line. You can actually accept somebody's difference and not like it. And that's fine. I can accept that you like chocolate and I don't. And that's OK. And that's not necessarily going to stop us going in the same direction. And I'm loving your idea of the chocolate theme there. And I want to expand on that. So I'm thinking, well, picturing selection boxes back in the day that used to have strawberry creams in them. And personally, I do not like strawberry creams. If it was the last one in the box, yes, I'd eat it. But I'm fine with the fact that other people love strawberry creams. And taking that analogy back to work, 
we all have different opinions we all have different likes and dislikes and we need that we need to value everyone's opinions and everybody's point of view and that is what working harmoniously looks like you know that is what we're developing with a team culture and again within developing that culture you're going to have conflict but as long as people know that they are safe and as long as you create that psychological safety then conflict is okay because it's constructive conflict it is. that's what we're talking yeah. about here isn't it so yes. and i think the word conflict maybe is used often wartime conflict that sort yeah. of thing so we don't yeah. see conflict as something that is a positive because yes. of the way we use the connotations of conflict and actually having those candid conversations within an organization is really important to creating the culture that you've talked about um you also touched earlier on the fact that it isn't a quick fix it's going to yeah. take time it takes work and it takes effort and what i also love about how you describe the program is having those actionable insights yeah. it's really nice to sit around the table and talk about things but the culture doesn't culture itself it doesn't cultivate itself you actually have to get up eventually and put a lot of these things a lot of what you come up with into action and what I want to say about this and about my program and how it's structured it's structured to recognize that each organization is different yeah. Yeah. So there's no blanket. One culture fits all. What works for you may not necessarily work for the next person. So those actionable things that you come up with is going to vary depending on the organization and what they're doing and what the purpose and the vision is. So it's more of a toolkit that you're going to give people to yes. work with, you know, that everybody's toolbox is different. And that depends on your circumstances, your company, your business, your culture. It's all going to be different. And I think that's the same with this idea of balance. You know, the definition of balance is different to individuals. So I'd really love to get your take on that, Ogay. So for me, when people think of balance, they're often thinking of 50-50. 50% work, 50% this. So if it goes off kilter a little bit, and this happens in organisations and with employees within organisations, if it goes off kilter a little bit, things set in, the guilt set in, or you're not being productive. So I want to redefine balance in that sense. And I want to redefine balance in terms of talking about harmony. All right. Okay. And harmony does not necessarily mean 50-50. Let's take work-life balance that's often talked about. You might be going through something at work that's really important, a major project at work that's requiring at the moment 70% of your time, yep. which means you're giving 30% of your time to home. Does that make you out of balance? Not necessarily. That could be what you need in that moment to be in harmony overall. The same, the flip side, and this is about organizations and employers also understanding this. Sometimes things are going on at home and I need to give 60% to what's going on at home, which means for a period, I'm only giving 40% to work. Does it mean that I'm out of balance? No, because it's about the harmony. So when I think about work-life balance, I like to think about it more about what's in harmony for you at any given moment. 
I really love that idea of work-life harmony because when I think balance I instantly have an image and I'm doing it with my hands of scales and unless they're even Mm -hmm. that's not balanced but actually as you've described balance isn't like that and certainly if you're an employee you might sort of think about work leaking into life if you like or home so for example over the weekend I came across a really interesting article around business and innovation I'm not going to suddenly go oh no that's a work thing and I need to put it aside because it's just going with my interest and excitement at the time and likewise when I'm in work there might be things about home life that I bring to work with me I'm interested in your take also on the idea of bringing your whole self to work. That's so interesting because somebody also mentioned that recently. She said, well, if you insist I bring my whole self to work, next time I'm going to bring my husband's dirty laundry and I'm going to just put it on the work. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That aspect of bringing your whole self to work. My take on it is... For too long, we've put ourselves into compartments. For me, it's the compartmentalization of things. We say, this is my work self and this is my private self. And it doesn't quite happen because we are whole beings and nobody ever goes to work and their private self just stays at home. It comes through, okay? If you are a creative person at work, the chances are you are a creative person at home. You just focus that creativity in a different way. So for me, it's about removing the compartments and treating ourselves more as a whole being. And when you treat yourself as I'm okay and I'm going to work. And when I go to work, my husband's dirty linen is not relevant to work today. Believe me, if it was relevant, we can talk about it. But it's about looking at the relevance. That's a really, really good way to look at it. Thank you so much. Um, But back to you and your programme, Ogay. As we've said earlier, this year's set of podcast episodes is all about how we explore doing business better. And I just think your programme, one of the ways that enterprises can do that. We've talked about conflict, but you'll also be touching on balance in the form of leadership, opportunities, emotional intelligence. There's so much great stuff there, okay? It's generally about helping organisations create a culture of well-being and create strategies so that your employees can be productive in a way that's fulfilling to them and productive to you as the business owner, which is a win-win. So the whole focus on that programme is creating well-being strategies that actually work. And I'm going to guide you through how to do that over eight weeks. Fabulous. If you want to find out more and quickly get your place on the programme, please do check out NTU Enterprises LinkedIn page balance another way to better your business sadly that's all we have time for today thank you Ogay, and thank you for listening i'm diana passer atkinson and you've been listening to the octopus of enterprise bye bye bye